Hi and welcome to Plot Twist, a podcast that doesn't ever update or have any episodes. Um, I think it's been about nine months between number one and I guess this will be number two. Um, please excuse my snotty sound and you might hear a doggy bark. But hey, come along for the ride. Today we're going to talk all about, I don't know, I haven't worked that out yet. So keep listening. (laughs) So I'm not really sure where to start with these podcasts. Oh, how rude. Shush. Um, Yeah, I really don't know where to start with these podcast episodes. Where I'd love to see all of this going is to be able to have a podcast with somebody else. So having two people playing off the other, talking about all sorts of different raw experiences that especially women um, go through. I'd love to get a man's perspective at some stage as well. But I guess for the, well, I was going to say the first episode. I guess for the first episode of this year, um, we might talk about my most recent sort of traumatic experience I guess the most um, eye-opening something that I've grown a lot from and learned a lot from and that is going through an ectopic pregnancy so please excuse my cold I am recovering from Um, I may be a bit sniffly throughout this and also my puppy is wondering who I'm talking to And she won't stop biting my hands because she's sitting next to me. So I might just have to throw her over the room at some point. Um, But yeah, so basically I wanted to get into this experience that I had at the end of last year. I'd recently moved back to my hometown where I was born. Met a new partner. Life was really good. Everything was great. Um, I started working for a really awesome new company. Was making friends. And all of a sudden, too wee. All of a sudden, I had really, really sore pain in my abdomen. It was on my left side. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. I know. Can I? Can I speak, please? Can I speak? Um, so I had really, really sore lower left abdomen pain. I'd gone out for breakfast that morning, had a coffee, nothing unusual. And I had a, like quite a big cooked breakfast. And quite soon after having the breakfast, I had to take myself to the bathroom um, because I had awful diarrhea. And I was really... Oh, okay. I was really surprised. Okay, one moment while I get rid of the two dogs. Love them, but see you later. Goodbye stay I it was very unusual to have this episode so I went home not feeling very well luckily I didn't have work that day it was Monday and I just pretty much hopped straight into bed because it started to feel a lot like period pain but very localized all on my left side and it was getting worse and worse and worse so the intensity of this cramping was getting 
the intensity was ramping up really quickly and there was no no sort of a break. Normally if I have period pain, which I do suffer from really bad um, pains and I have ever since I got my period when I was younger, um, I would often spend a day a month like off school because it was that bad or have to go home from school because it was that bad. Um, anyway, so it was it was getting worse and worse and worse and not letting up and normally it's very much like contractions I get the little break in between it's very very sore but it's not constant and this was really constant it wasn't letting up it was getting worse and worse and worse and I just started to think within about 20 minutes like what's happening here this is this is getting almost worse than my most terrible period pains and it doesn't seem to be slowing down and I don't know what to do and it's all on my left side so I messaged my partner and I was just like I need I think I need to go to the hospital so he came home threw me in the car with a hot water bottle and I hadn't even had a chance to take any painkillers it came on so quick jumped in the car luckily we're only five minutes away got into the emergency um, got into the emergency um, department at the hospital and they put me in a wheelchair and then had to quickly sort of process me with my information I, t I tell you what, that was the hardest conversation to have because I, I was in so much pain that I couldn't even speak. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't get through the pain that I was feeling and answer the simple questions like, what's your, your last name? What's your birthday? Where do you live? All that sort of thing. Because I'd never um, been a patient. Well, turns out I had. I was born at this hospital, but <clears throat> it took me a minute to find my details. Anyway. Um, so I got admitted into, well, sorry, I just got taken into um, like the ED, um, ED rooms. We did all sorts of tests. They put me on um, like 10 milligrams of morphine, which was just like an insane amount. And I was still in pain at that point. Um, so I was like high on morphine. Finally, after about an hour or two, I, I like had some sort of relief but I was way out of it. Um, I had doctors and nurses coming in. Um, all, all of them kept asking me, could I be pregnant? And there was just no way. I like had only just met my partner. I hadn't, you know, been sexually active, um, you know, in the recent month or two. Um, I, it just made no sense to me. I'd had periods the whole way through. So even only, a week before, I'd had a really, really heavy bleed and a really sore period. So it was very, very strange and a, and pretty scary, but I'm quite good in those kind of situations. I, I have always taken a really calm approach. Like I'll freak out on the inside a little bit, but I don't tend to like snap and freak out. I, I process a lot um, and, and sort of sit with what I'm hearing and what I'm finding out and then later on I might have a little bit of a but like it I will realize after I've sort of taken all this time to process and that's when it sort of might hit me but yeah so they can't keep you know they did ask me a few times and said no they had blood tests they took a um and um a smear they did internal exam um and they came back a few hours later and said that I had had a miscarriage. So that was like a huge shock because I 
couldn't work out how, but also I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I didn't, maybe the period was a bleed, like, well, it must have been, right? So anyway, it took me a little while for it to kind of sink in, but I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm here for a while. And they said, yep, we're going to admit you, put me into the hospital at that time, they didn't even have many beds, so I ended up on, like, the orthopedic unit. Um, so everyone thought I'd, like, broken my bones or something, but no. I, um, I, you know, they they came along and said they suspected that it could be an ectopic, but they were going to have to do scans. Um, and I would have to wait until the morning. So it was... It was fine because I had support. Um, I let my mum and dad know. Um, they live down in the South Island, so I sort of let them know. And then um, my partner was there by my side the whole time, so he was amazing. That made me feel really safe and like, you know, well, we'll figure it out. And basically, I just had to take it a day at a time. So I stayed overnight. Um, in the hospital and I can't remember if I'd been told at that point that I might need to stay a while or if it was the next day but I ended up staying Monday night Tuesday night and then I got out on Wednesday afternoon and was able to go home basically after all the morphine I had no pain so I that Monday night that first night I, I think I slept pretty good like I wasn't in any pain um, by this point, I was bleeding quite a bit, um, but only, I think only initially, like I had a bleed initially when I got into hospital, I think because they were kind of like rummaging around in there, doing the smear, doing the internal exams, um, that, you know, that can happen, they sort of disrupt um, the area, and so I had a bit of a bleed, but, it, but after that, like it kind of eased, so I wasn't like bleeding heaps I was in no pain and I was just chilling in hospital like I was fine like I was in good spirits um I was still getting my blood taken like a couple of times a day and I'm doing like urine tests and and all that stuff I went for a scan um at that point they couldn't really see much they could tell that there was an uh, um there were cells in my fallopian so they diagnosed me with the ectopic pregnancy um and again, like I was still in okay spirits, like the whole time I managed to deal with it pretty well, I think, because I wasn't expecting it. So if you know me, you know I've got a really, um, really tough past with infertility. I tried for years and years um, to have a baby and then I went through IVF and did three cycles um, and was unsuccessful. Um, it absolutely ruined my mental health. Um, was horrible on my relationship like it just sucked the whole thing just sucked so for then this to happen a few years after all of that when I'd kind of come to grips with um maybe not being a mum like maybe that isn't gonna be my story for this to then happen was kind of like a sh like a like a 180 degree kind of shock like a shock like holy hell my body is actually sort of done part of the job that it's never done before to that extent um because I'd had two really 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 early chemical miscarriages in my past but nothing like this 
nothing where it was big enough to get stuck. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, side note, this is probably going to be all over the place because it's just, like, pouring out of my brain. So I'll try and kind of, if I touch on things, I might speak about them and then go back to something else and go like it might be a bit jumbly but I'm kind of just getting it all out of me naturally rather than making like heaps of notes and stuff and I'll just sort of see how this goes and then maybe I can do like a follow-up um on like specific things if I've missed it I feel like for me that works the best um but we'll see see how it goes um I mean, I've been rambling for 12 minutes already, so we're like only just scratching the surface, but um, I do this, can't remember where I like left off, but basically um, going back to like, I had the scan on the, the next day, so the Tuesday morning, they found cells or like a mass in my left fallopian tube, so that was what was giving me so much pain. Basically, when you have a pregnancy, your egg comes and meets um, the sperm um, and then travels down your fallopian tube. Excuse me. Travels down your fallopian tube and then settles in your uterus and then decides to grow and then you end up with the baby in the belly and the beautiful pregnancy and then, you know, comes out the hoo-ha and woohoo, we've got a kid. So... Mine got stuck in the fallopian tube. So there were cells that should have traveled nicely through the fallopian tube and then attached to the my, the lining of my, you know, the wall of my uterus. Um, and it didn't. So I don't, we don't really know how or what or why. All those really amazing fun answers that would be so nice to know, like they just don't exist. So forget about getting those kind of answers because I've never been given them. Basically, it's just one of those things is what happens, right? So, um, after the scan, they just wanted me to sit tight for another night. Um, and then the next day, we basically, you know, I talked to all my doctors and stuff. And we said what, uh, they told me what my options were. Um, and that was when it got pretty real, I think, for me. Because they started to use the word chemotherapy drug. Or the words chemotherapy drugs. And I was like, pardon me? So basically my two options, well, the, there are more options than this, but at the point that I was and the fact that they had a scan that could see that the cells, the massive cells were stuck in my fallopian tube, um, they knew that basically they, okay, so they knew there were cells stuck in there, so it looks like an ectopic. At that point, they don't actually know they only assume that that is an ectopic. So on one hand, they sit there and go, we're not 100% sure. Shush, doggies. Thank you. We're not 100% sure um, that it's not a viable pregnancy. So they don't want to say for sure that it, like, that it is the ectopic. They don't want to say for sure that it is viable. They, that's all very much like a wait and see. So they basically said... We need to, you know, wait another day or two, keep looking at your bloods um, because they want to look at your HCG hormones. When you take a pregnancy test, that's what shows up, the, the level of that hormone. And my hormone was really, really, really low, but it was growing every day. So that's really strange because if it is a, like, not a viable pregnancy, why is the hormone growing? It was only growing by, like, a two or three kind of number 
um, but it was growing and that's really odd. So I had that. So they were like, okay, well, you know, we need you to stay. Um, they had the scan that, that, you know, showed what they thought was an ectopic. Um, they were doing my bloods and stuff. Um, but then the other thing was like, okay, so this is what we can do going forward if it is an ectopic. And that was either you are given a chemotherapy drug, which is stupidly strong, that basically wipes all the cells out and you then, you know, bleed it out and miscarry like you sort of would um, naturally, I guess. Or you have surgery where they go in and they either get the cells out of the tube or they take the whole tube out altogether. So Wednesday came, I was still feeling pretty good. Um, it was kind of, you know, sinking in a bit, but I, again, was in good spirits. Like I hadn't been expecting this, so it was a lot easier to deal with. Like I wasn't planning on a pregnancy. Um, it was a full-blown miracle in my mind, really, that my body has even been able to do this. Um, so they let me go home that afternoon on the basis that I would come back as soon as um, either Friday morning when the surgery was then scheduled for later that day or as soon as I felt any kind of pain um, because at that stage, even though I was feeling really good, I was still at a really big risk of rupturing. So the fallopian tube could have ruptured and then I would start bleeding internally and then it kind of gets a bit like scary and gross. So left the hospital, only lived five minutes away, um, was really grateful to be home, to like have a normal meal, to just, I literally did nothing but like lay down on the couch and like feel gross, but like I was okay. Um, and then I basically got, on Wednesday evening, I had the worst stomach pains of my life, but they weren't in my abdomen as such, they were like because I was so fucking constipated that I hadn't shit for like three days. So rewind to all that morphine that they gave me. Yeah, so that wasn't a very fun time. Um, I basically cried my eyes out like in bed and on the toilet and in bed again. Like it was so, 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 so sore that I finally um, got that out and went to bed. And then the next day just relaxed, did nothing, like I said, and then that night, um, my partner had made this delicious meal, like, super yummy, like, chicken and salad and all sorts, and, like, real good, just what I needed, sat down to start eating it, and my, <clears throat> excuse me, my, um, left side ovary just, like, started, like, twinging, and it was getting worse and worse and worse, and I was just immediately, like, well, shit, we're, like, we've got to go to the hospital, because they said, like, any pain, so I didn't even get to finish my dinner. Off I go, um, back to the hospital, back into ED. And they're like, oh, you're back. Because <laughs> it wasn't meant to be there until the morning. Back into ED for a while. Got admitted back upstairs again. Um, back into the ortho um, unit, but into like a way shitter room, which was a bit disappointing. They threw me on a drip instantly because I had a mega headache. Um, and... I had to stay on a drip all night. I wasn't allowed to eat anything after midnight because the surgery was going to be on the Friday and they weren't sure based off me presenting early than they thought with pain that they might have to do it early. Um, excuse me while I just cough. <coughs> um, so 
get back into into the hospital room on the drip um shitty sleep wake up starving can only have like iced like cubes um wait all day have another scan um and then that time they could see the definite like the mass was just a lot bigger it was all very much you know you're definitely having an ectopic um you're you're actually ruptured now they could see um like a pool of blood essentially like in in me internally um so from there on I pretty much got back to my room it was sort of like I don't know midday or something got back to my room and they basically were like you're gonna go to surgery like quick smart so um it took a little bit longer to wait but yeah got all robed up and everything got sent up um in the afternoon to the surgeon and they did the surgery took the fallopian tube out and um yeah woke up the next day well I woke up obviously after the surgery (laughs) um I like ate all the food in the world it was great and then um when I went, when I woke up the next day, I was just really, really like um, stiff and sore because obviously they, um, it's a surgery, right? So they've tinkered around inside you. I had keyholes, so three, um, no, two, no, what did they do? They go through two sites, um, like at, like basically around your vagina, um, one on each side of it, Um like below your bikini line there's like two little scars there and then they went internally I think is no they didn't what am I talking about they went through my belly button I was trying to think there's three three different sites so yeah so they also cut through my belly button which was really weird because then I had a different belly button afterwards because they had to like remodel my belly button so um yeah so I came out of that was was you know quite tender um just sort of trying things like getting up and down and out of bed, like all that sort of thing. Like I, I obviously they don't slice you open like a C-section, but um, that, you know, very similar sort of area that, that, you know, it's very hard to kind of move quickly to do anything. So um, yeah, it was a slow moving little gal. Um, and I was for a good six to eight weeks after too. My recovery was quite long, but, um, but yeah, so once I got to that Saturday, it was all pretty much over. Like they gave me advice on, um, you know, whether I, basically my surgeon and the doctor backed it up, but my surgeon, who is a man, which I think is an interesting point. Um, because I kind of am like, yeah, but you're a man, like you've never lived in a day in a woman's shoes. But anyway, so he was very, um, very stern with his advice on me going on a birth control so basically onto the pill so he like prescribed me like six months of the pill and he was like you need to be on this for the rest of your life because we found some endometriosis so um I don't know if I actually touched on this but I decided to go with the surgery like in the end that was what I was advised and also um it's what I figured was deemed the best. They took out my left fallopian tube, yes, but also they would be able to go in at the same time with their cameras, look at both sides, see if I had endometriosis, because obviously that's always been um, a sticky issue for me. I was never diagnosed, but I always 
like have had all the symptoms and always suspected but didn't matter what I had done internal scans external all the all the bits and bobs like it was never everyone said I was fine so um they did find the endo um so I was really really grateful and he said that my right fallopian tube looked amazing my ovary all that all that side looked really good and he didn't think there was any reason why I couldn't fall pregnant on that right side um so that was awesome I was like awesome in a weird way it's all kind of worked out to be really positive because I found out so much more than I ever knew and yeah taught me a lot and was really sort of it was an amazing experience with my new partner like he was incredible didn't leave my side was such a good support and has been the whole way um so yeah there were a lot of positives to take from it um and even though a lot of people gave me the real sad eyes, like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry, all this sort of stuff, like, I was really appreciative of that, but I didn't feel like that was super necessary for me, especially in those moments, um, which was interesting as well. Um, but, you know, it was nice that people were, you know, sensitive about it, I guess, but for me, because A, I didn't know I was pregnant, B, I was not planning on being pregnant, um and see my body got pregnant it um yeah it was a really very kind of eye-opening positive experience I guess um I would hate to have had to go through that when I was trying because I can tell you right now that would have been so 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 hard would have been a horrible thing to experience Um, but I mean, I kind of experienced a very similar sort of thing through my IVF kind of journey. So, and I, you know, and I know that really sucked. So I am grateful in a way that it came at a time where I was really emotionally and mentally strong. I was able to kind of see it for what it was and learn from it and, you know, get educated about it. A lot of people didn't really understand or know what it was that I was going through because it's not talked about much. Um, so that is sort of why I wanted to talk about it here as well and just be really open about it. Like, um, cause I know, yeah, I was really, really taken aback by how many of my friends even were like, Oh, what exactly is, is that? Like what's, what's happening with you? Um, especially when I was in hospital and stuff, cause I'm, I was, you know, quite happy to share my little journey because I think, through the IVF I did the same like I shared quite a lot about it because it made me feel less alone and while it became very hard to deal with um, when I wasn't feeling very mentally amazing um, having people know that I was going through that that was really really tough but overall to have the support totally outweighs like not having it and dealing with everything on your own Um, but yeah so it took me I think I didn't go back to work for like eight weeks um, and I was really lucky and fortunate because I was sort of able to choose that as well like there wasn't a lot of pressure on me to get back to work um, so I really did take the time that I needed and I did need it I was um, I spent about four weeks kind of shuffling around and just really like taking my time and, and, you know, getting around slowly and sitting down when I needed to sit down and, you know, like not overdoing it at all, which I think was really, really good for me and especially for my brain. Um, when I'm sick, like 
I really like to just, you know, wrap myself up at home and just have all my creature comforts and like just allow myself just to, you know, recover and that kind of thing. So it was sort of like that with this. And I'm very, very grateful that I got to do that because I think it really helped my heart a lot as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I've missed. And this is where it would be really helpful having somebody doing a, a pod like to, to record podcast with because you would get questions from other other from the other side I guess so I'm definitely going to look into that um, and see who's interested in helping me unpack some some raw kind of stuff in the future and I'll probably minus the dogs because their little barky barks are great but a little bit annoying I'll try and get rid of my sniffly cold because um, that's not really helping us um but yeah, I, I guess I just, oh my God, there she goes. I guess I just wanted to get this episode out just so that I can get the ball rolling again. I'm, I'm literally sitting in my lounge, like using my iPad and my phone and getting all this like royalty free music that I can use for intros and outros and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, we're hopefully going to do bigger and better things and get a proper setup going and have like better microphones and probably... Um, have a little bit of better sound but for now um, I just wanted yeah, to get this out there get my story kind of out there it helps it really helps me to talk about stuff if I am like going through anything or recovering from anything or have you know when I like when I left my marriage and then you know had to start this whole new life on my own like that took me a while to kind of you know get used to but then you know after that actually sitting down and talking to somebody about all of that like it helped me so much and I know that like listening to podcasts and stuff helps a lot of people because I freaking listen to them all the time and I love the ones that are just so raw and real because we're all going through some shit we're all dealing with loss and grief and trauma and like stuff with our bodies and our partners and like relationships breaking up and like sorry for saying like um, so much that's a bit annoying got to work on that too but hey we're just you know it's all raw and real um, but yeah so I'm going to quit rambling right now because we've hit the half hour mark um, thanks so much for listening hopefully I can just keep up with this stuff and um, get more stuff out to you introduce you to some more of my amazing people in my life oh and for god's sake <laughs> my dog all right thanks for listening and i will catch you on the next one